Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome back. I just cannot thank you enough for all the feedback that you're giving us, for the nuggets that you're taking away, for the dreams that you're diving into and creating and paying attention. I've heard from many of you that you're starting to have more awareness of what your thoughts are and what your dreams are. And it just warms my heart so, so, so much. Today, I have a dear, dear friend, Jen, with me. And I'm so excited to share not only her journey and her story, but her passion for helping people communicate and engage and really being able to be seen and heard. And I love your story on so many levels. I don't know a lot of it, but the parts that I do know and this celebration of what's happening for you this week is a really big deal too. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself and I just can't thank you enough for being here with us. Hi, Jen. Yes, I'm another Jen. <laughs> I have so many wonderful Jens in my life. <laughs> I do too, including my sister-in-law, which is super fun. Oh, I love That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I am a, a coach and a podcaster currently, and I've had a lot of experience in my life in many different creative areas in both entrepreneurship and in the corporate world. So I was a hairstylist for many years, a creative copywriter working on marketing, advertising campaigns for a number of years and employee communications and communication strategy is my most recent corporate experience. And today I'm doing the podcasting and coaching and just started speaking. So although podcasting is easily speaking as well, but stage more like stage speaking. So quite the creative journey, quite the journey home to myself mm -hmm. in order for all of this to happen. And it's a really exciting time in my life. So thanks for inviting me on. Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. So when you started, how, what, what lit you up or what were the sparks or thoughts at that you wanted to be a hairstylist? Take oh, us, take us back. Yes, yes. That <laughs> so hair, I, when I was in school, like elementary school, high school, I took my education incredibly seriously to the point that I would have 136% in my class. So impressive. I had one B in high school in physics and I cried and I was not valedictorian because I got that one B and it was like the end of my life, you know, took school so seriously. And so I went to college and had some scholarships. And when those scholarships ran out, I was, I had already changed majors. <laughs> so many times, Jen, I had changed majors. I was 
going to be a biology teacher. And then I was going to do psychology. And then I was going to do history. And then I was going to do creative writing. Like I had just been all over the map with what do I want to do? And the scholarships ran out. My parents were like, you're paying for it now. (laughs) Like, okay, your money's out. Now you're paying for this. They're probably seeing me switch all of these. And like, what is, what is she doing? Which is so much fun just to hear. Like I experienced doing similar things in my journey, but it's so clear for me right now that no wonder you're supposed to be an entrepreneur because you're so interested in all, like you're such a creative, right? So it's just a blast to get to see these patterns and when and where they start showing up in our lives and how early. So thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. Yes, that's so true. It all makes sense now. At the time I was in that, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because that's what we're taught, right? Is you need to be a thing, like choose the thing and be the thing. And I was trying to figure out what the thing was, but it, I secretly wanted to be a hairstylist when I was in kindergarten. I remembered telling my mom, I wanted to be a hairstylist. And she said, no, you don't because she had family members who were hairstylists and it's hard work. Mm -hmm. And she remembered her aunt's you know, saying what hard work it was because it legitimately is. And so I, and I'm sure that was a passing comment that my mother doesn't even remember saying, but it really stuck with me. And so I, I pushed off that desire for so long, but then I, I had kind of a come to Jesus moment with myself. And I realized I really did want to do that. And so I, I left college and went to hair school, which felt so separated from the person who I had been for so long. And I, I even went into that career wanting everybody to know how serious it was and how serious I was at it and how Mm -hmm. studious I was, you know, and I, I continued that desire to be so studious, even in, even in that career. So, but it was great. I, I built a clientele, loved it, was an entrepreneur for a number of years and, and I, I loved it. And I was, I'm so glad that I said yes to that desire, but it was not easy. It was not easy. Yeah. And at what point did you choose to pivot from that? (laughs) Yeah. So I did hair for 11 years and I had the best clients. I mean, I would often just marvel at how is my clientele, just the kindest, most wonderful humans. And I was doing one of those kind, wonderful humans hair. I loved this person so much. I'm doing her hair. She sits, well, she sits down in my chair to tell me what she wants that day. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I hope she doesn't want anything like other than the usual. And the thought went through my brain and I was, I instantly, it's like, I saw the thought and was like, what the heck? What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not you. You know, that, that was not me. I cared so much about my clients. I loved this woman. You know, I, I always wanted her to look and feel beautiful and get whatever she wanted, but that day I didn't. And that started me down this path of realizing this just isn't what I want to be doing anymore. I'm, you know, I, I had, there was a lot of burnout. There were other things involved in that, but truly it just was not creatively fulfilling me anymore. And it was time to go. Isn't it amazing when it just becomes so clear? I think it's awesome too, when we acknowledge and we recognize that that thought so early, maybe it had been happening over and over again, but when we're lined up with what is truly our dream client or avatar, right? And they don't fit in that box. 
quite much anymore, right? It's like, ooh, I could see this person having coffee with them or going out or doing something different, not necessarily working on or with them. That's so funny. So true. So you're so right. Thank you for pointing that out because that thought had been circling in my mind, but it was that moment of the contrast was there. I love her. I don't want to be in this space with her, this exact space anymore. Yeah. 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 I had a client who helped me so much when I was doing massage, she paid me way more than I had put a price tag on. And I loved spending time with her, but I didn't want to be doing body work. I wanted to just be spent like having quality time and have her as like a dear friend in my life, not be doing the in exchange. And it was just very interesting because I think for myself, there's been so many pieces along the way of like, oh, if I have this, then it's going to get me that, or I'm going to feel blah, blah. And most of the time it never has, especially with money. Like, oh, this is amazing. I just had a $60,000 a day, like woohoo. And it lasts for such a short period of time. So I'm even curious about like your um, experience this week and the high that you're riding of um, winning a contest. But um, so take, take us back. How did you choose your next um, position and what, um, what has led you to creating this phenomenal podcast? Yeah, I have a lot of moments in my life that just really have shifted my direction. So I decided to go back to college. I was still running my hair business and I'm like, okay, I'm going to commit myself to finishing my degree. So I I went back to college and I met with an advisor in the business college. So I was like, I guess business is what I'll do. Like, I don't, I had all these like him hawing around in the liberal arts and sciences. So I guess I'll do business. And I meet with this advisor and she's asking me a bunch of questions. And she was like, you need to be in communications. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> so cool. <laughs> what even is that? So, so grateful for that human being for seeing me and hearing me and seeing through what I thought I was, t- I thought I was telling her, I need to be in business and have this business degree. And she saw through it and directed me awesome. to communications. So I got my communications degree and got my first job as a creative copywriter. And what a cool job. I got to work on ad campaigns, traveled all over the country, writing scripts, seeing those scripts come to life on video camera. It it was a very, very cool job. And then my husband and I moved across the country to Portland, Oregon, and I couldn't keep that job. So I pursued another, another dream. I got really interested in employee experience. I've always been really interested just in experience in general, had started some side projects at my former copywriting job working on it. And so I started working in employee experience communications. And um, that's the job that I'm, I'm currently still, still at and pivoting from. So um, that, that's the journey that it led me along. And, you know, I'm at that point where I'm asking is corporate for me Hmm. is entrepreneurship really, am I, am I ready to pivot back into that? And the answer is yes. (laughs) So that, that very clear yes came came pretty recently, but it's pretty clear that it's time to pivot back into entrepreneurship. And you've been dabbling, not dabbling. You have a phenomenal podcast. So tell us about when the wheels started turning for doing something like that, because you created your podcast while working. Um, and I just love it. And now you're, you've 
just a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month ago now went through a rebrand, which is gorgeous. So I can't wait for everybody to check it out. Yeah. It's been such a interesting journey. So in 2019, I was a, a few years into this copywriting career and I was like, I felt like I was hitting that point where I was at with hair again, where it's like, I'm feeling a tug and I don't know what this tug is, but I need to go explore it because it kind of feels like I'm hitting almost like a dead end. It was like a pull in one direction, but like a dead end in the other, if that makes sense. And so I started doing self-development work. It led me to being coached. I took a number of courses and that's where I ended up starting the podcast based on that because it's like, follow, follow your joy. And that has led me to the podcast. And essentially it led me to the career pivot of employee experience too, because I started getting involved in doing some coaching and some career career coaching, learning and development work in my job. That's what started those side projects that I mentioned was me a kind of understanding what it is that I'm really interested in, which is helping people push past obstacles so they can do the thing they really want to do. And that's what my podcast is about. And that's what my coaching is about. And it's uh, some of what I, I was pivoting toward in the corporate career too. So, you know, that moment of why am I hitting this point again? Like I changed careers. I'm doing a whole different thing. Why do I feel this way again? Well, not everything I was doing, it was feeding my creative soul, but not everything was aligned. It wasn't, it, you know, doing advertising and marketing was not serving people in the way that I have been brought to this earth to serve people. So although it was feeding my creativity, it wasn't feeding that purpose part. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Way to listen to it too. Cause it is intense, right? Like we have these moments of, I just said something, <laughs> I believe it's in alignment. And then it takes our body a little bit to adjust, right? Or maybe it doesn't take our body so much time, but our mind a little bit of lag or that rewiring of our brain in order to truly believe or see an experience. I do believe there's so much that is in the experience of feeling it that helps us believe it more. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me that I have made the pivots that I have and listened to myself where I did because truly until I started doing some mindset work and being coached by people who really understand what's going on with that kind of like, what do I want to do kind of thing that a lot of us can get stuck in. I, I was living my life outside my body, uh, all up in my thoughts. And those thoughts were thoughts about what other people were thinking of me, you know, so much like in the world of, you know, acting based on what other people want me to do. Uh, and so a lot of my life have, has been there, but I've had these really important moments where I did listen to myself. So reflecting back on that is super cool to be like, oh, look at me. I was still all up in my mind and I still made that cool decision for myself in the best way. But now I know how to do it intentionally with yeah. intention. And I think that's different. And I just, I'm so excited for the future because it's like, if I could do this without knowing what the heck I was doing, holy crap, how powerful can it be to do it when you really do know what you're, you know, you're doing it with that intentional bit. Yeah. And especially when the message has been coming over and over and over and over again, I have something that I've been dreaming about for the last year that I just took action on this morning. And it is like a 
the gates, the floodgates opened, right? And I've been just not taking action with it or not aligning with it. And so it's so much fun when we say yes, which I would say is, I don't know, it looks like that that's what happened with your rebrand because the glow that you have, and I didn't know you a ton before that process, um, but just the amount that you've attracted and created in the last handful of weeks and months has been absolutely beautiful to watch. Yeah, so what so was, the, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I started my podcast based on a Facebook group that I'd created during the pandemic and it was called the creative commute. And that Facebook group was really meant to be a place of joy and creativity during a chaotic time. And so I, I called it the creative commute. What we did was a creative challenge every day during what would be most people's commute time. And, you know, what would be my commute time because I was working from home. And so my interest in creativity and joy and mindfulness pivoted into a podcast. Uh, but then eventually I felt like I, I uncovered what I'm really interested in, which is untethering ourselves from all of these things that are holding us back. Like that is really my focus and my interest point. And when I am fully embraced that and rebranded the podcast, I feel like this sense of personal freedom that I've never felt in my life before. I'm like, oh my goodness, I get to go and talk to people about this topic and everybody's like coming along for that. It's just so exciting. So I think you can see it. It's funny because I'm using the same picture of myself on that podcast art. It's the same picture. It's the same colors. It's the same picture, but just, it feels right. You know, when something feels right, you just absolutely do. Yeah. It radiates through and through and through. Not that it wasn't beautiful and super fun before, right? You are through and through creative, but it's the tweaks and certain things. And I honestly think it's our energy more than it is majority of anything else. Like it's just bizarre how we can see the energy that's exuding from someone who's really aligned and super creative like yourself too. So it's, it's yeah, so totally. Totally. Like creativity is a piece. Creativity is such an important piece because we are creative. And that is something that I talk about all the time. Like we, every human being is creative because we are part of nature, which is creativity. Like we are creating all the time. And the, the more we can come home to ourselves and untether from the outside world, the more creative we'll be. So I felt like leading with the creative commute, reading with leading with creativity felt like I'm leading with like this piece of the puzzle that isn't, isn't part of the, it's not the solution. If that makes sense. It felt like I was kind of in a corner and not able to fully be myself and express the thoughts I had about it. So I, I share that because I wonder if other people can sometimes put themselves in that corner too. And it's like, ah, oh, if you can just allow yourself some space to like, to think about it and to, to question it, eventually it comes, um, but at the same time, I'm so glad I moved forward with the creative commute without having it fully figured it out. Yes. And what I'm seeing and or hearing is this journey, right? Of going through 2019 and 2020, which is so unknown for so many people, right? And so getting creative, being creative, getting to connect with people outside of work or whatever during this time where a lot of people probably didn't know what to do, or we're just having fun exploring completely new things, um, was 
a time to get creative and be in this creative commute in their life of whatever the next steps are. And now taking them to this untethered place, like literally when I hear that word, my body just takes a big, huge, like exhale. And there's been so many moments when I've learned, oh my goodness, if I let that thought go, or if I think a different thought instead of something that's not serving me, how I feel that release, right? And I feel like we are untethered. We do get to fly and soar and like figure out these obstacles, especially with someone like you, who's encouraging. And so, you know, been, had so much experience in life and gets to, you and I were talking about it earlier. I personally love to have somebody hold my hand through like some rough part of the river. And in those moments, it's so much fun. And then that person is untethered and they're soaring. So it's fun to see how that evolution has come. Like it's of course that this is the new name and this is what you're up to because it's what you've been doing all along. Yeah, of course. And you know, I picked, I pick a word of the year every year. And trust was my word last year, which led me to move 1500 miles across the country. <laughs> and this year's was freedom. And, and I've, I thought it was a weird word when it came to me, because when I think freedom, I think of like bald eagles and things, you know, it's like, <laughs> I think of like Americana, like freedom and uh, Braveheart, Mel Gibson. But I, so when I, when I, when that word came to me, I was like, oh, okay. And it just kept coming. So I'm like, I got, I guess I got to listen to this word and it's taken this long for it to fully come into fruition. And it's so obvious to me now, you know, like mm-hmm. there's no, like untethering is an expression of, of freedom. And it's like, of course, of course. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I guess there's this phrase, trust the process. And I've always had a little trouble with it myself because I think sometimes you don't know how to, you don't know the result of trusting the pro until you've trusted it <laughs> until you've looked back and realized, Oh, okay. Yes, there is value in it. So when you're in it, it's like, it's so hard to trust, but once you, once you do it and you allow yourself to get to the result of the trust, it's like, Oh, And then you want to do it again and again. Yeah. So true. There's so many things that I've been like, oh yeah, that sounds great, but how do you do it? (laughs) I don't, I don't, that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, it sounds phenomenal and hmm, interesting. Yeah. That's so much fun. Hi friend. I cannot thank you enough for listening. We're going to take a couple second commercial break as I introduce one of my very first courses. Hope you're having an amazing day and look forward to meeting you really soon. Are you ready to shift your mindset? The world has been experiencing so much more anxiety and fear than normal the past few years. Can you feel it? If you're ready to step into your gifts, release fear, build more trust, more joy, and manifest the life you've been desiring, Then join me for the free mini course, Untangled, that I created just for you. I'm so excited to learn more about what you desire and help you live a life that's more aligned with your heart. I can't wait for you to get started. So will you share with everyone? So I have a silly story that it brings up um, whenever I hear the word introverted. My husband and I were in counseling and 
uh, going and doing some therapy and <laughs> the therapist asked if we were introverted or extroverted. And my husband had no idea what those words were, which is interesting to me. And he's very much an introvert and I am very much an extrovert. And I have had though, through the last handful of years, like really fallen in love with becoming more of an introvert, which is super fun because I feel like you're potentially experiencing the opposite of that in your journey. And so for all of the introverts in the world. Can you explain um, what what that means to you and, and where you are right now, what you're celebrating? Yeah. I almost sometimes think we get to choose whether we're being an introvert or an extrovert, which is so intriguing to me what you just said, because I've been kind of molding that idea in my mind the last couple of weeks as I have had an experience of writing a speech, performing a speech, and not only doing that, but doing it in a competitive situation. I've never done that in my life. Public speaking was terrifying. It's my only college B. <laughs> of was course my public speaking class. <laughs> so, you know, like I've always been so terrified of that because I've always associated myself as being an, an introvert you know, being, I love to be in a giant group of people, like being anonymous in a huge group feels very comfortable to me as an introvert, because I'm like, oh, nobody, I don't have to engage with any of these people. I just get to be my introverted self in this giant group. But then I also just love to sit at home in complete silence. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I do love to just sit with a, a book and be introverted. So uh, I had this opportunity to potentially speak in this public speaking competition. I'm like, this is something that just Jen of five years ago would have just crawled into it, rather crawled into a corner than be doing this. But I've been podcasting and just like pulling all of these, all of these little threads and, you know, getting to the point of being able to, to do something like this. I'm like, I do feel like sometimes I'm just choosing to show up as an extrovert because it feels good. Like I don't have to associate myself with being just this one way. Like, can't I just be an extrovert in this way? Like this way feels good, you know, but then going and, you know, being the life of the party, that's not my, my extroverted tendency. I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to have a nice little engagement with somebody in the corner <laughs> because that feels good to me. Yeah. So, but I tell this story about beginning my speaking journey because the first day that I was going to go live in that Facebook group, we talked about, you know, I told my husband, I'm going to go live. I'm going to like invite people to do this creative challenge. And it's only like 11 people in there, mind you, I'd invented, I'd invited a handful of friends. So incredible, I, yeah. <laughs> yes, but I, I woke up that morning and I rolled over to him. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to go live. And he's like, what do you, like, what are you going to say? Cause I've always been so introverted. And I also had had kind of a, a midlife stutter that had started and had been kind of compiling to the point where I just really didn't talk very much out loud. I was very comfortable typing to people texting, but less comfortable, you know, at speaking. And so I thought it was a very fair question. I, I never say that to like, as an insult to him, I, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, <laughs> but I'm going to go do it. <laughs> And so, you know, going from that to now being this week speaking on stage, I'm actually, I spoke on the virtual stage, but in November, I'm going to go speak on an actual stage, like in front of a crowd. <laughs> so like, you know, it's like, 
I, I have just, the more I come home to myself and the more I really center inside of myself, the easier it is for my voice to come out. If that makes sense. It's like, I can get in touch. I'm, I'm tapped into what kind of extroverted activities feel good to me. You know, it's like, I don't have to do all of them, but Hey, this actually kind of feels fun and good. So I'll, I'll go try it and do it. If it doesn't feel fun and good, then I'll stop it. (laughs) Yeah. Which I really think is sincerely the key to life. Like it doesn't matter what the labels are. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. The only thing I was just on a coaching call earlier and it was amazing to see this person. She was like, I was in a funk. She came back from traveling and um, she's like, I just wrote down all the things that have changed since I began working with you over the, the last year, her and uh, myself and another coach. And it was remarkable. Not only did she light up like a Christmas tree. I mean, it was just so beautiful, but she was just like, boom, 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 boom. I learned this. I did this. I did it. All these things, the small synchronicities to the biggest synchronicity. She's like, I didn't even know that I was going to be asking for, or I didn't know I could travel for free, but somebody wants me to travel. It was just adorable to listen to. And at the end, she said, Mel Robbins telling us that no one is coming for us is the most, the biggest gift that she's received from this year of at the end of the day, when she's in her place by herself or whatever, isn't going her way, or even if all the things are like, we get to come home to ourselves. And I love that you say that because I didn't know that that's what I was looking for on my journey either. I kind of knew and I had heard about it again, but I was either like pushing away and resistance to it or needed to go through all the lessons and learn the things that I did for the shell to be cracked open or for, I was talking to another girlfriend of ours, Ashley, the other day, and she said such a beautiful thing, which was like, it's almost all of a sudden, like the mute button gets turned off and we can see or hear things or other people can hear things in new and different ways. And I love that because whatever it is that helps me continue to have that circle back to home and it be me as home, no matter where I am on the planet is the biggest gift that I'm receiving in this lifetime. And to have sisters and friends like you who are on the same journey, it's just, there's, there's nothing better than experiencing it with myself and other people. It's so, so true. Surrounding yourself with other people who are doing it too makes it easier because it's not weird. It gives you other people to talk to about it. And then they also give you amazing nuggets like what you just gave about the mute button. You know, you start having conversations about things other than other people, right? Like I remember Jen of like a decade ago, she was every conversation. I remember the day I realized how much, because somebody said, I, or I read something on Instagram that was like, if all of your conversations are about other people, you're having the wrong conversations or something. It was like very, and I was like, whoa, (laughs) like I realized how much of my conversation was about other people. And it's not now my conversation now are these kinds of like, give you goosebumps, amazing, deep conversations that are bringing me to a new place in life. That is not that, like, I got to figure it out. I got to figure it. Sure. We all get back to that, but like my dominant emotions are those of joy and excitement and enthusiasm, you know, all of the, the good stuff in life because of the people that 
I'm surrounding myself with. So I just feel like that's so true. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. It's such a gift. I know you got to, well, I don't know if you got to hear this or not, but the, and my birthday was a couple of days ago and it was, Happy birthday! thank you. So fun to wake up that morning and yeah, sure. There's a couple of things that maybe might be bigger things or who knows what size they are in life anyway, that I didn't accomplish or haven't achieved the, this year yet. And the list and the things that I have that are focused on happiness and joy, which I'm like, first time I ever heard Gary V say, I just want to be happy. Don't you want to be happy? Like, yes, like that's all I want to do. And I think that that's what we're really craving throughout life is the joy and the excitement and the happiness. And we can have it every day and it does come in all shapes and sizes. And it's just such a, a gift that you're getting to share that with people and do that with people. So what, what does your coaching specifically do and how can people find you? I know we can keep talking and we can come back to all these different things, but that's just coming through right now. I, I really want to help people do the thing, like whatever that thing is that it's like, I just really want to do it. And you keep pushing it to the side. That's what I want to help people do. So my current program is called stuck to unstoppable because it helps people, you know, get, get out of that stuck kind of feeling that I was in as a hairstylist that I was in again, as a copywriter, that just that feeling. And so I, I speak a lot to people who really associate themselves with perfectionism, but also high achieving. So it's like both sides of like, I'm a high achiever. I'm a doer. I'm going to go and just like, you know, I'm the hairstylist who's going to go freaking build that clientele. Like I'm, nobody's going to stop me, but I'm also a bit of a perfectionist who wants to get the A <laughs> because I think those people are, are trying to act a lot from the outside and yeah. need to come home to the inside. So that coming home to yourself, that phrase would have meant nothing to me at all a few years ago. True. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe one year ago, <laughs> it would have meant nothing to me, but now I know that it's everything. <laughs> uh, but it, it's hard when you're in that, like outside looking for the how to, to truly understand that, but it's from that space that all of the goodness is going to come. So it's really helping people go from that outside. I'm thinking all the judgment, all of the like doing things because of what other people want you to do and, and bringing it home. Yeah. And do you have one favorite thing that comes to mind or two that you would love or encourage somebody to do if they're getting started on that journey? 100% recognize how comfortable you are with being uncomfortable and how uncomfortable you are with joy. When you realize that it is life-changing because what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you so comfortable with being uncomfortable when you truly internalize that and realize how ridiculous it is and that you can feel joy on demand? You can tap it right now as we speak. You can feel joy. Like we get to feel joy. We are joy. We are creativity. We are joy. That's who you are, the actual you. And when you realize that it's, it's life-giving, it changes your life, but you have to realize that like, holy nuggets, I'm really, uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable and not with the other side. Biggest thing, realization, I think somebody can have. Gosh, it's so true. This morning I put this message out right to a handful of people about this vision that I have. And I received 
feedback from one person who just for whatever reason, like it was a yes. And it just sent me sky high. And in that moment, I went, oh my goodness, what is this? Like, this is the feeling that I'm looking for, but I'm looking for it from inside, right? Because I it like, yes, it's nice when it comes from the outside or whatever that is, but what is the feeling that just happened? And we can, like we can instantaneously have something come into our field and knock us straight on our ass, or we can have some experience that happens that we are having this internal complete euphoria, right? And it happens in 125 thousandths of a second is the last scientific whatever thing that I heard, which I can't even fathom, right? So that's like so quick that it's happening in our body and in our mind. Um, But I love that you're saying that because the more, like how uncomfortable can we get? What is it? Gay Hendricks book to um, the big, the, leap. yeah, the big leap. The first time I read that, I was like, oh my goodness, here I am. Wow. Things were going so well this weekend. And then I'm creating some argument out of nothing or like, just keep that great feeling going. There's, we can do that. That just came out of the ether for you. I think for good reason, that book changed my life. completely changed my life. And it was that part where he talks about that. And that's where my whole thought around this comes from, because it's so powerful. It's so powerful. I'd be curious from your perspective, do you feel like that is a thing like where you can, you can feel joy and it it can actually knock you on your ass (laughs) because you're not used to it. You're not used to feeling joy. Does that make sense to you? It's just a thought that I've had that I'm curious from your perspective, because you've done a lot of coaching and you've done a lot of, of mindfulness too. Do you think that this is something that people struggle with is like, if you're not comfortable with joy, can it knock you on your butt when you feel I, it? I really think so. And from an interesting, I'm not sure if this is tracking with you. So lead me back to wherever if it's not, but something that I experience a lot in coaching is this crack of our shell, right? Or like, ultimate possibility. What you said earlier, I hear all the time, which is when you were in school, you had this, I don't remember your words exactly, but secret dream of being a hairstylist, or you always wanted to be a hairstylist. And we shove that somewhere in our putting on a facade or practicing something else or playing something else out until that comes through. However, it comes through And so in the coaching sessions, it's the most beautiful thing because it's like for us, maybe about a two hour, three hour process, it totally depends on the person of exploring if they could have anything and everything they wanted, what would their life look like? And if they could have their ideal day, what would that be? And it is remarkable to see people open it up and it takes about 10 minutes or so for somebody to like get all or some of the cobwebs out, right. Of like, well, I don't want this. I don't want that. They tend to say the things they don't want first. And then when they get in flow with the things that they really do want, it's amazing. I would love to start like paying attention because I'd love to know the amount of time. It's like a slingshot. It's like the door opened and then all of a sudden it comes slamming shut. Well, I couldn't do that. (laughs) And it breaks my heart. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, but we just got the to the essence of who, who you really are. Like, and not even necessarily, that's just one layer, right? So I'm not sure if that is what you're speaking about exactly, but that to me is them experiencing joy. And I'm sure I do it myself, right? Like yeah. 
open the door and then all of a sudden backpedal, like, no, 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 that's not possible. Or have a conversation with somebody else where it's like, okay, nope, I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah. I think it's the same. Thanks for explaining the way that you look at it and what you're seeing too, because I think it helps to kind of look at the same thing with this different perspective. I think of it like a breaker. It's like, it feels too good. And my breaker flips and then you've got to go back in and like, Awesome. You said it, you know, so you said it like a door shutting. And I think it's the same. It's the same thing. It's like, we, we just aren't comfortable with feeling that good. We're more comfortable with shutting it down. Like we just shut it, we just shut it down, shut it down, shut it down because we're just more comfortable on this side of things. Feeling like it's not possible feels more comfortable than possibility. And so what you do is help people like tap into that possibility, which is just like such life-giving work. Right. Yeah. I love your, the name of your course, like your, or not course, so your coaching, uh, everything that you're doing there. Um, I was working with a woman along my journey who was way more of a forceful energy and it was around some money mindset things. I was super grateful because it was like to the biggest level or most expansive place that I've experienced yet in my journey. And I'm like, I want to stay here, right? Like I want to figure out how to stay here. I want to figure out how to make it consistent. I want to figure out how to, what, what are the limiting beliefs that I had previously that were just a lot of different fun things. So we were working through it, but she had more of like this interesting, forceful energy in certain areas. And she's like, you have to journal every morning. You have to do these things. And I wasn't in a place to do it. Like there's just nothing. Like I didn't, I'd sit down and I didn't want to do it. And I was just in a off switch, like definitely. And all of a sudden through that conversation, I was like, I just want to help people get untangled from all of the crap. Like I just want all of it. Like I want the cobwebs off. I love that you have a cobweb in your, the back of your. <laughs> we got the Halloween decorations. Going oh, on I love it. <laughs> um, your, like how you describe what you're up to and what you're doing with people is just so true, right? Like we can be unstoppable. We are unstoppable and it's remembering that, right? And when we circle back to home, then those are the, the key pieces in the moments of, of how that all comes together. So thank you for the work that you're doing in the world. And if any of this resonated first off, please make sure that you get over to Jen's um, podcast and we'll have all of that information for everybody in the show notes, like we normally do. Um, but feel free to follow and your energy and everything that you're up to is just such a, you're such a bright light in the world. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Well, I got to learn some fun things from you on this podcast episode and just thanks for having me on. It's, it's wonderful to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else on your, on your heart or that you want to share? (laughs) I don't know. Um, I, I just love, can I just say on that? I love your energy that you bring to the world. And I've been listening to your podcast and you just bring this really stable feeling that I feel like it just, it makes me when I talk to you feel so grounded. And I'm sure that your listeners are feeling it too, when they listen to you. And I think that's just such a wonderful thing. And I love that you're putting your voice out there so that we can have that anytime that we ourselves want to feel like we can tap into it. So thank you. That's what's on my heart. So I thank love you. that. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's truly like getting to hear and see your journey of your podcast. And, and obviously I've only just begun. Um, 
so the pieces that I am aware of, there's, there's nothing like it for me because I can't count the number of podcasts I've listened to and, or episodes I've listened to during rough times in my life, during amazing peak experiences and things that are happening as well. And so to be able to give that gift, especially something that I can't see, like it's, we get to do this, right. And then it gets released into the world and I really have no clue what happens next. So it's such, such a gift. So thank you for that. Yeah. The unknown impacts, the, the number three speech from the other night in that competition I was in, he spoke about the unknown impacts, the things you don't know, the thing that you are doing, how it could reverberate in the world. So just keep acting from that space of this feels good for me to do it. I feel like there's something that I can contribute. So just keep acting from that because you have no idea how it could impact other people. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for being here with us. Thank you for your time today. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.